right, welcome forward again into the next 820 urgency meeting. This is part two of Don't You Think. Now, I had cited in part one, this idea, this conversation came from the book, The Three Magic Words by Mr. Anderson, and in a section talk about faith and thinking. So instead of going back, let me just start where, where I let up, started to end the part one about not thinking and the thoughts not yours. And then I tied into the fact that I'm recording this and you're listening to it. Somehow it's tied into the not thinking, just observing, and that our fates are fixed. So it's not a bad thing to consider those two statements. You don't think, you only observe. And number two is our fate is fixed. On that, let me say this. Your thoughts are not yours. Maybe consider them as programs, but not to follow them, but just to observe them before you automatically just binge on them, on every stray thought or concern or person that comes across your mental screen. When those thoughts, those unceasingly progressive or persistent thoughts come across your mind, our minds, every day, we still have the opportunity to decide to observe, to decide to engage, and to decide to not chase down every small flying flight or fight in your head. The decision and the discipline on which ones to act on or which one you want to let pass over the screen of your mind on something else, that will help you to maintain the stability of your resilience and build it. That's a solid position of calm, peace, and serenity that you have. You're gonna develop, develop that, that muscle, but there's no need to do a knee-jerk reactions or knee-jerk dances to everything and everyone that comes into across your mind or those thoughts that have been programmed way before you got here. And this is a good thing. And that's why I'm saying or offering to you why we are here today and about this fixed fate thing and what I'm maybe hopefully you see it as not new knowledge, a new perspective on this idea about thinking. And before I forget, I probably did mention this in the part one of Don't You Think. I'll see what, or recite to you what Mr. Anderson said in the book about thinking and faith. He says, as human beings, we've been tricked in believing that we think. Let me say that again. He's wrote this seven years ago and saying that as human beings, we've been tricked in believing that we think, not what, that we think. In other words, he's saying again, we believe that we make thoughts happen. He says further in a paragraph in the middle of his book, yet if you carefully analyze the process of thought, 
Oh, as a sidebar, I've been trying to find the process of thought for decades. I still can't find a book or something to answer that for me. But maybe Mr. Anderson, in this book written seven years ago, has answered that question for me. But let me say it again. Here it is from Mr. Anderson. He says that if you carefully analyze the process of thought, you'll find that it is not you who thinks at all. Mind-blowing. In a good way again. If you carefully analyze the process of thought, you'll find that it is not you who thinks at all. But it's rather you who observes thoughts as it flits across your consciousness. He says these thoughts parade across your consciousness in a never-ending stream, falling one upon each other unceasingly. Unceasingly meaning that you have to select some and which to, to reject and send on their way. But he also says, finally, the plain and irrevocable fact is that it is not you who sets the stream of thoughts in motion. He says, finally, that if you doubt it, try and stop it right now. Stop thinking. Stop process, processing those thoughts. It can't be done. Now, if you take that discussion about what Mr. Anderson says about it, it's difficult to really accept that on, at face value, particularly coming from this guy on his podcast about one, about love, and about we don't think. And people I've been talking to over my short 60 years, they, I talk to them, talk to me, and they'll, most of them don't believe that I cannot possibly be thinking haven't been here for so long and you don't think. And even that question about whether or not to think is a question that has been burning at, within me and is part of the resilience conversation. But this thing about not thinking and then on top of that, adding love to everyone that you meet, it's really just another layer aired, added to your armor and their discipline that I've been talking about. And really to have more courage and vanity. So for this part, if take the thinking part out of your equation every day and you don't think, put that off to the side. Another thing that a one less thing to worry about. What you think, you don't think. Change that to you observe and communicate and reflect on the consequence. I say less things to think about because now, now you know you never had control of those thoughts and you didn't create them. I only ask you to apply this new discipline to which ones, which thoughts that you have chosen to observe and to communicate. That's your resilience. Resilience, the beauty of presence, the book, provides you with these or those process models for life, a structure, a construct for you to consider applying that to what you do every day. My intent is to help you with your resilience 
and to help me with mine. Please enjoy. Until next time, stay present, stay current. It's always 820.